Hi, everybody, and welcome to Hot Off the Mess. I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and we're getting into all sorts of random news, pop culture, entertainment, the update on my ankle, you know, really riveting stuff over here. And of course, going to recap Roni and my current thoughts on all things Real Houses of New York City. You guessed it. I'm obsessed. So let's just jump right in with the with the ankle update. So for those that don't know, I fell down the stairs um, eight days ago, nine days ago. And it was, you know, uh, uh, it's been rocky. Um, I severely sprained it. I believe I have a grade two, almost grade three sprain. Your girl can't can barely walk. Um, I've been hobbling around. I have guys the bruise that I have on my foot. Now, I know you didn't come here for my my woes, my ankle injuries, but this is what you're going to get, okay? I'm sorry. I have to talk to somebody about it. I've been sitting alone in my pl- in my fucking place for days, like not talking to a single soul. My mom came over the other day to help me take care of Ruby and I didn't shut the fuck up for like three hours. I didn't stop talking. That's just a little bit about me. Um, so uh, yeah, it's been rough. The recovery, uh, you know, honestly, I wish I would have just broken it because it could just be in a cast and I would never have to think about it again. Um, but that's not the case. Instead, I'm like icing it, you guys. Okay. I, I've i been icing my ankle so much and for so long that I now have like a, like a routine. Like I know what works best, what I need and where I need it. Like it's out of control. I can't, it's guys, it's, I'm down bad over here. That's all you have to know. But let's But other than that, you know, I'm doing fine. Oh, did I mention that my crutch broke? Yeah. So my crutch broke um, mysteriously. Don't know how. I have to get like a new screw or something for my like handle. Um, You know, the thing that keeps you upright when you're on crutches and keeps you moving forward. Yeah. Somehow that just like came out and disappeared. I don't know. I cannot find it. Anyway hope everybody's been doing really well. You know, I hope no one's been busting their ankles open and hope everyone's staying safe out there. You know, don't fall down the stairs. So, you know, I've been thinking a lot lately and I know that that's you're like, okay, idiot. Um, I've been thinking a lot about Raquel because I've been seeing on some accounts and on some media outlets, people are like, Raquel Levis is spotted at Arizona Spa. It's like, yeah, she's going to live her fucking life. She's also just like trying to fucking survive. And I'm going to say something that might be unpopular, but I need everybody to really sit with it. Okay, hear me out. Let's leave the girl alone. Okay, it's August. What happened happened in March. Not only did it happen in March, we all found out about it in March. Everything went down in March and then it continued and it didn't stop for months. We were on the Scandaval train for months and gladly it was thrilling. I'm going to chase that eye for the rest of my life. But like it's over now. The cast is filming together. Ariana's filming with Tom. Both of the Toms in the same vicinity. Um, I think like we need to give Raquel a little bit of a break. Like... 
I understand what she did was wrong. I understand that, you know, she was the most hated woman in America, but like it was five months ago at this point. Like, can we move it along? And like the stalking her and the calling her Rachel, like thinking you're really owning her. It's like you sound like a fucking Republican, like owning the libs by like setting fire to Barbie dolls. Like you sound ridiculous. And she's like a human being who made a fucked up mistake and is paying for it. She's paid for it. Let her go to massage envy, pay for her shitty massage and keep it moving. Thank you. That is my PSA. Now I have something very embarrassing to share. Last night, I was like, I want to, I've been really struggling with like what to start watching lately and like what, you know, I really need to be diving into. And I just always go to my old standbys, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore, but I don't want to like watch an intense movie. Like I just want something like a documentary. I thought I go, I want a documentary. So I go on Netflix and up pops the Jake Paul documentary on Netflix. I'm not proud. But I was like, what's this about? So I click on it. It was so insanely serious while feeling so much like a parody. I couldn't believe it. Like I was seriously cackling to myself. At one point, a man came on screen and he is his, he is Jake Paul's like meditation specialist slash Oh my God. What was it? Slash former. Um, oh my God. I'm totally blanking. Fuck. Oh my God. It was something really funny too. It was like, he was like a former, like, oh my God. Oh my God. It's going to drive me crazy. Um, but anyway, so if you don't know who Jake Paul is, he is truly one of the most demonic people, um, on social media, on YouTube. He really rose to fame during like the height of YouTube. He did like the house, um, he did like the 10 house or whatever. And, um, <laughs> he did like the, the big 10 house or something it was called. And him and his brother Logan were like super famous for like just doing crazy stunts, lighting shit on fire, basically just like being absolute fucking menaces to society. This documentary shows that. Okay. This documentary, Netflix was like, we're going to have this guy talk about himself in the ser- in the most serious way possible and we're gonna show footage of him like swan diving into pools and like lighting mattresses on fire and acting like he's like changing the media landscape it was so fucking crazy my biggest takeaway is his dad is the most abusive fucking piece of shit ever okay So you're watching it and like right away you can tell him and his brother are like emotionally stunted. They're like, we grew up and it was really fucking hard. And like we grew up in Ohio and like, I don't know. And you're just like, whatever. Like, I don't really care. And then they get to the dad, Greg. And he's like works at a bar. You see him like take a shot beforehand. And he's like thinks he's so fucking hard. Okay. He is like Mr. Tough Guy. He's like, you think you want some little pussy bitch? I'm like, sir. Like, he's like, I didn't raise no pussies. I'm like, oh my God. Not only that, but there's like B-roll footage of him like hitting tires, like with hammers and like lifting big truck tires. It's 
fucking crazy. He says the F word. I'm not saying fuck. I'm saying the other one. I was shocked. Then Nick or Logan and uh, Jake start talking like, yeah, our dad used to beat the shit out of us. He used to hit us all the time. He used to slap us around. And then his dad's like, I never did that. It's like, you definitely did because they're two demonic human beings who like are deeply wounded by the abuse that you gave them. Now, it's really interesting. You know, it's like an easy watch. You know, you don't want to give him views, but my one little view isn't going to stop this train from coming, if you know what I'm saying. Like, he, you know, he's a boxer now. And also, there's like a Love Island tie in because, like, majority of the whole documentary focuses on like the build up to this one fight against Tommy Fury who is engaged now to Molly May who was on Love Island and they're like Love Island's golden couple and it's it's really you know you get his dad in there you get his brother you get you get Tommy in there too which is like really crazy he's the most beautiful man on the planet and I'm like I can't believe you do such an ugly sport because you are gorgeous gorgeous and you know I don't love when documentaries are made about like trash people like there's one right now going out that's out about Oscar de la Hoya and I've seen clips and it is just all about how he was like the most absent father and like you just see clips of him being like yeah I wasn't there for my kids you're just like oh okay um cool and like are we turning this around also Mike Tyson's you know a big fan of Jake Paul's it's really guys it was the most it was the most random documentary the most random thing I decided to put on I am not a Jake Paul fan this didn't turn me around at all it was just something fun to kind of get my eyes on because I was like what the fuck is this about and then now they have one about like Johnny Menzel or Menzel or whatever his name is he's like the football player that was like always in trouble and Laguna Biatch who I love her name is Kelly she runs the account Laguna Biatch please 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 go look she also has like an incredibly popular podcast called behind beyond the blinds she made a tweet today because I think she was watching I know she was watching it because of just the context of the tweet but she was like she was like, it's really crazy about this Johnny Manziel story is like he was just naturally good at football, but like didn't try like he didn't. I don't know. It was funny the way she put it because it was just like he would just like show up and be good and then leave and then go be like a demon somewhere. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not championing championing for Jake Paul or Logan Paul by any means because they're too crazy fuckers but um it was you know interesting to watch i will say that's all i'm gonna say um yeah so that's all i have to say about what i'm currently watching actually no it's not i did just start a new series gracie bullet fan of the pod bestie of the pod best friend of my life you know gracie girl she started yellowstone the other day now her and i are both years late and we both understand this but wow 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 guys i'm a cowgirl I'm a cowgirl. Um, giddy up. Kevin Costner is so hot in this show. And I am like, oh my God. Everyone is sexy. Everyone is sweaty. Everyone has dirt under their fingernails. Everyone has like a cowboy hat and their chaps and they're talking about cattle and talking about going to the woods and watching wolves eat elk. Like, I don't know. It's so crazy. 
we're obsessed. She's already on season two. I believe she started two days ago. And I'm like, bitch, I got to catch up to you. Like, I got to catch up. But I can't because she's so fucking far ahead. And when Gracie girl decides that she's going to watch a show, she plows through that shit like you've never seen. It's really crazy. Back to Bravo News. I'm seeing some headlines. And I know I talked about it last week about how Crappy Lake is just like, it was doing it for me for like a minute. For a minute. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But then like that was I was done. And then there's some footage of Sonia Morgan on page six straddling a chair, barely covering her crotch at a drag brunch. And I'm just like, we're still doing this. Like it's it honestly is sad. Like I just don't really get it um so it's it it's doing too much like so I'm looking at page six this week and like I come across video videos and pictures of Sony Morgan like at a drag brunch and she's like flailing around and her legs are open and she's like sliding over these chairs spreading her legs and I'm just like this like isn't fun anymore like I understand that she thinks it's like a shtick but like to me it's just like very cringe and like sad and I don't know if other people feel that way me I mean it looks like everybody in the videos and pictures was having a good time but like I don't know there's just something about these older like rony women who I just feel like have become like so dark sided and like there's just this undertone of just like sad sadness like I don't know if I love the idea of this like 55 year old woman like getting shit faced at a drag brunch not wearing underwear spreading her legs open like I I'm kind of over that it was fun for like a minute but after that I'm like okay like can we can we stop can we move on anyway those are my thoughts also um I don't know if I talked about it last week but if not I'll be repeating myself my apologies is Kyle Richards is at Lala was at Lala <laughs> whoa Kyle Richards was at Lollapalooza thank you um at Morgan Wade's concert after after Kyle said that she was going to make a documentary about this person now, I am so against documentaries made about, number one, about people I've never fucking heard of. I've never heard of this person until I started putting the two and two together that they might be fucking. Second of all, I don't think you need a documentary about you unless you are like, you were like, I, honestly, I would have loved a documentary about like Britney when she turned like 30. You know what I'm saying? Because like she had been working since she was a kid. She was so famous as a teenager. Like she's lived a life. When I get celebrities that come on, like that write memoirs, like Madison Beer, for example, I'm like, sweetie, that's like if I wrote a memoir and was like, let's talk about my life. You would be like, bitch, who the fuck are you? 
get real. And I honestly just think it's a way for Morgan and Kyle to like hide in plain sight as they've been doing. And it's an excuse for them to spend more and more time together. But nobody would question it anymore because they're working together. That's what I think. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that like a lot is going on. Oh, and Kyle was in her music video. I'm like, bitch, be fucking serious. Like you clearly are fucking and that's okay. But like, just own that. (sighs) My, sorry guys, there's so much news. Um, again, I'm mindlessly scrolling on Twitter and I come across a photo. It's in black and white. There's an old fence and some dingy shingles. And then there's just a big sign that says coming soon, 2023 Jax's in all caps. So that's coming for us. Um, Jax Taylor and Brittany announced that they're um, opening a sports bar called Jax's Studio City. It's located in L.A., and that Brittany told people that the couple have great partners um, and they own Rocco's Tavern and they asked them to be involved. Um, you guys, this sounds like a recipe for disaster. Jax is going to be embezzling like money. Like he's going to be using this as a little fuck hut. Like he's going to be unsufferable because he's gonna be like my bar is so successful like he's just going to be horrible you guys I'm dread I'm because now they're doing that whole other show with like him and Kristen and some people from Bachelor and like all these like randos they're all on this show now that they're filming and I'm like Jax is you're opening up a bar this year that you started construction on last week you don't have that much time left in um the year buddy it's wild it's wild. And Brittany says it's a kid friendly during the day. And my two year old son Cruz will be there. Okay, mama. And Taylor, Jax Taylor goes, this is what he tells people. It's kind of like a family project. I'm kind of involving everyone. I want everyone to be a part of this. We have a hundred percent say in what's going on. She's doing the decorating. God, he's disgusting. <laughs> Brittany says, I've had a million questions about Mamaw's beer cheese. What we're planning on doing is finally having Mamaw's beer cheese on the menu so people can pick up their own little tub there. No one, no one wants that. That time has passed us, my darling. That should have been something you put out in 2017 when you were planning on it. I just like, I understand like in the moment when Scandal was happening, we're like, oh, I wonder what Jax is thinking. Like Jax, Jax, Jax. I think the reality of actually having Jax Taylor back on the screen and him having this some sort of like superiority complex like he thinks he's better than Tom Sandoval is fucking hilarious. Not saying he's, you know, not saying Tom Sandoval is better or worse than Jax. I think they're both pretty evenly horrible people. Jax, I think, is a little bit more of a sociopath. Tom, I think, is a little bit more of a narcissist. Bada bing, bada boom. That's what I think. Um, oh God, heavens. Uh, if you go to Jax's, I'm going to judge you. And like unironically, like if you go to Jax's and you're just like, we're going to, su- we're going to like support him. Like we love Jax. Um, wow. That's insane. Um, Jax said that the goal is to open by mid September. 
love to be open for football season. Well, then maybe, Jax, you should have fucking thought about that before August. The Lions, the Detroit Lions are already playing, sweetie. They're already in preseason. I only know this because I have a boyfriend. I would not know this otherwise. I'm just saying, you guys, I I don't know if I'm ready for these two to be back. I thought I was. I thought I was going to welcome them back with open arms, him and Britt and Cruz, but... I can't like looking at this photo of this 45 year old man with a shirt that says number one guy in the group in quotes. Oh, I'm just so grossed out. Oh, my God. I'm just not ready. I'm just not ready. You guys, I'm not ready. You guys, I can't. I can't talk about it anymore. Let's get into why we're really here. We're here for Real Housewives of New York City. Um, When the cameras opened there when the scene opened i'm sorry when the episode opened excuse me when the episode opened and we were still at this godforsaken hampton's house i was like i've spent more time at aaron's cold empty house than i have like my own mother's home like i feel like i knew where the silver wardrobe drawer was like at some point that's why i was starting to feel and i was like okay we need to go we need to get out of here. So thankfully, it was the morning. She made her shakshuka. Sai thought that was gross. Um, no comment. And, you know, they all were kind of like giggling and talking about like where they're going to go for the holidays. And Bryn kind of says like, you know, I have nowhere to go. Like I'm going to England because like I have no family and I don't want to be here during that because it's like really hard. And like that was like really, really sad to hear and like you know the more you peel back the layers of Bryn like the more you start to like her because you see like there's more of like a real person there um and yeah it was just really sad because like everybody else has these families like they have spouses or partners or you know kids or whatever and it's like she doesn't have any of that and it's listen it wouldn't be sad if like that's what she wanted but she said that she like wants a family like she wants to make her own traditions and as someone who has a small family herself like I relate to that in a sense because it's like we don't really have family traditions like we don't we don't have things like we do it's not I don't know like we have of course there's like Christmas but it's you know we don't have like okay and then we're gonna do this and then on thanksgiving and then we're gonna go here like every year it's kind of like what the fuck are we doing um so yeah so that like made me sad for her and it just showed this other side of her and i think this whole episode really was getting to the heart of Bryn, and i really really liked that i think we're really getting into like who these women are and I'm in guys I love this Roni it feels and Chris Lewis said it to me so I'll just repeat it here he said it's like naturally diverse like he feels like and I agree that these are women that like it's all very natural them being together and everything's fine like I don't have to like I don't feel the stress of like Ramona like fucking up and like being rude and nasty to the chef at Sai's house like I'm imagining if that chef came to Ramona's house, how she fucking would have treated him. And it's disgusting. And it's like, why are we hanging on to that kind of energy? Everyone needs to let that go. Let it sail off into the sunset and put it to bed. Because now we're in this new era 
and it's fun and it's fresh and we're getting to know these women's stories for example this uba storyline and i don't even like calling it a storyline because like we're talking about her dead mother but she has these hot sauces uba hot which is a great name by the way uba hot is a great great name and um they're $60 but I do think you get like three bottles I think you get like a three pack but the thing is is like I think they're really really big bottles and so people are like is there like a starter pack that we can get and I'm like honestly I echo that sentiment um so you know anyway I just feel like oh my god there's a really big spider web out not inside outside it's just really large because i my window in my office is right um on like our like the dog park in my built like on my building not that you guys need to know anyway i'm getting off track um so uba's talking to her mentor this like surrogate mother that she has and you know she starts talking about her mom who passed away in 2012 and i cried when uba was just like i just miss my mom i my heart just broke for anybody who's lost a parent like it's so I can't imagine the devastation and the loss and like the emptiness that you feel like so my heart goes out to anybody who's dealt with that or like a, a, a sick parent like it I uh, I just my heart just like broke for her and then you know but in those moments on housewives it's like you I really felt her being real and authentic and like I felt like this is part of the reason why we love these shows is because we do get this like relatability and this vulnerability. And that's why I always say like, no matter if you don't like a certain housewife, like you have to have some sort of respect for them because they're putting shit out there that like I personally could never like if Danny and I get into a fight or whatever the case, like I don't want to put it out there. Like I can't imagine doing that every every day for four months and then then having like two months to digest what the fuck just happened and then it airs you know what i'm saying and then you have to relive it and then there's the reunion and then you film again like it's a lot and so i i just always want to take the time to like applaud and tip my hat to these women and just doing you know things i mean it's just brave in my opinion um yeah so then we go with Bryn to get her hair done and we learn a lot more about Bryn and like her upbringing and her family life. So she grew up in Indiana. Oh my God. I almost said Ohio. She grew up in Indiana and her dad is black and her mom is white and she was raised by her grandma who like had no idea really how to do her hair. So she would like take her to the hair salon every single week and she would get her hair done. And it like was just this moment like where she got to connect with like black women and like this other side of her because the grandma who was taking care of her was white. And it was just like a really, really nice scene with Bryn because I felt in that moment like Bryn wasn't on like Bryn wasn't being this like showgirl this like persona and again I'm invoking the words of Chris Lewis but he he said it best to me and he was just like she's had so much trauma in her life that her persona is how she protects herself and he him and I were discussing about talking about it and it's very much similar to Carol Radswell who I think went through such immense trauma and tragedy when she lost Anthony and JFK Jr. and Carol or Carolyn excuse me that she was like 
I can never be rooted back into that same reality. That is why I will float along and be easy breezy and nothing can touch me and I'm not going to get upset about stuff because she's like, I cannot let myself get to that place. And that is a really sad place to be, but I also understand it, you know, like, and I have sympathy and I have empathy for her. And I honestly, I hope this show is like healing I hope it like heals part of her, which I know that sounds crazy because it's like reality television. Like how the fuck could that ever happen? Um, But I think like having to speak about these things that she probably never really talks about or has to be confronted with, like will actually help her heal, Um, you know, and then I mean, take a hard left. Sorry, but like Aaron's remodeling this this apartment. That's sweat box. And it's, you know, a $10 million apartment. But like, you know, that was cool. Like we saw her at work. Like she works with Frederick, which I hope and pray we get to see Frederick this season. Like I think he is truly a a star. I think he's one of the best characters we've ever had on Bravo. I'm so obsessed with him and his family. I think they're so stunning and gorgeous. Those children. Oh, my God. So, so cute. And just knowing like that he wanted a daughter so badly when he was, um, originally on million dollar listing and now he like has that it's just like it's just beautiful I'm just so happy for him and Derek his husband anyway so you know that was like okay like we got a scene you know with Aaron and she's you know doing her thing she's speaking Spanish she's telling people what to do she's got her home um renovation company called home girls okay home girls clever name but is it you know what I'm saying like clever but like uh, I don't know like it toes a line that I don't really want to touch and um yeah so then Cy decides that she wants to throw Bryn a Bryn's giving because Bryn like doesn't really have a family like she doesn't have a lot going on with that and holidays are hard for her so she invites all the girls over to her beautiful brownstone And I have to tell you guys, the men of New York, these are men. These are kings. Jessel's husband, Pavit, and Sai's husband, David. We haven't got a lot of Abe yet. um, Are truly angels. Like, they are just, like, level-headed, maybe a little shady at times. Looking at you, Pavit. But David, like, he was so... Um, like so nice to Bryn and Sai about Jessel. He was like, maybe this is why sh- this is the way she is, and you know, like we all should just like respect that and like give her space. I was like, you probably get your dick sucked every fucking day for talking like this. Like, I don't think men understand straight men specifically. Like, I don't think they understand. Like, if they just started to act fucking right, like they would get fucked way more. Um, anyway, sorry, this is like a side rant, but. Anyway, so speaking of Jessel, I am loving seeing the appreciation, the Jessel appreciation online, because from day one, I've basically said Jessel is a star. She is going to be one of the backbone. She's at least going to be a ribcage of Real Houses of New York City. Like she's definitely part of the framing of the new the new Roni because she's just so untethered. You know, she's untethered, she's unhinged, she's she's all of it and more, and I couldn't love her anymore. 
when I saw her in that headband talking to Pavit and she was just like, yeah, I did call them cackling hags. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. And he was like, see, like, that's the kind of energy I'm talking about. Like, it's not kind what you're doing, you know? And they had like a funny little rapport and like, you know, I, I think he's a little bit more evolved from the old way of thinking that some of these women are where it's like, you better just fuck your husband so he doesn't fuck anybody else. It's like, I think he loves his wife. And I think um, that this is something that they're going to work through, hopefully, and it will be fine. And they're going to have a healthy sex life moving forward. I don't think like just fucking your husband because you don't want to lose him. Like, no, sorry. I, that's a whole other rant for another time. I will not get into that right now. Anyway, so they go to Sai's house and Sai makes them take off their shoes. And I understand this like philosophy of like, you know, you don't know what people carry in from outside. And it's like, then don't have people over. Because there's not just shit on the sidewalk, sweetie pie. There's shit everywhere. You're breathing in shit. You're breathing out shit. You got it on your hands. You got it on your elbows. You got it on your forearms. It's everywhere. And like Aaron said, like the shoes are a part of the look. I didn't wear this gorgeous, stunning, cute outfit for to show off my footies, my ankless footies. Be fucking for real, sigh. And, you know, Aaron or not Aaron, excuse me, Brynn is in this backless dress and she is showing everyone. And she's got a beautiful back, gorgeous back. And she is just like business in the front party in the back like she just keeps showing us her ass crack and I'm like good for you girl you know do your thing you're this party's for you and then they all sit around and well first of all first of all how could I almost forget this moment Jessel walks up to Aaron is like how was it the memorial was it okay are you okay it's like, bitch, it wasn't Cirque du Soleil. She wasn't at the Red at Big Apple Circus with Tinsley Mortimer. She was at her grandmother's funeral burying her into the ground hours prior. My God. She's just so like, like, it's so like, it's crazy. And I love it. Like the way she just like breezes in and out and like leaves a ton of She's like a tornado that like leaves cows like that picks up all these cows and fences and corn stalks in the air and then like leaves and then it's just all falls to the ground and everyone's standing around like what do we do with all of our cows? That's how I feel. That's how I feel about Jessel. It's like what do we do with all of our houses and our cattle and our I'm clearly in Yellowstone land. I'm like am I okay? But you guys get what I'm saying? Like, she just like left Aaron in her wake and Aaron was like left reeling, like t- thinking like, what the fuck was that? That was crazy about my grandma. Like, and she's like, sigh, I have a bottle of wine. It's like, okay. All right. And so they're all sitting around the table and they start talking about Bryn and like her childhood. And you guys, it was so sad. And we haven't even gotten to like all of it yet. Like, that's the thing. Like, we haven't even gotten into it. But she was like, I was six months old. My parents were doing bad things. Like, I was left with a dirty diaper for six days. Like, no one saw me. No one took care of me. And everyone is sobbing. Then they cut to her in the confessional. And she's like, I can't even talk about it. She's like, I'm not talking about it. Then they cut to her again in the confessional and she's fully blubbering, sobbing, crying, leaning back in her chair, just like can barely get the words out. And I am like, give this girl a fucking hug. 
oh my god it made me feel bad for like all the bad things i said about bryn before honestly because i'm like she's clearly gone through a lot and like chris said not on this podcast but to me but i'm you know regurgitating it's just like that persona is just what she has to do to protect herself and i will look at her very differently moving forward now do i love that our girl bryn is going to be fucking shep rose no i am not she says that shep shep rose is her bravo crush and that they're dming and then some eagle-eyed fan saw that she was possibly in the mirror in the background of a photo he took yesterday like what on earth is happening what on earth Anyway, I'm loving Roni. I hope everybody, I think the tides are turning. I think people are coming around more and more. I want everybody to start watching. If you're not, it's really, really good. I think it's, I think we've got a bright future ahead. And yeah, that's all I have for this week. I will be back with another episode on Friday. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week until then and stay safe. No falling down any stairs. And please rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen to spot or wherever you listen to podcasts excuse me and I'll see you guys soon bye Media Production.